Hello, everybody. I'm Pastor Johnny Paredes from Faith Foundation International Church here in Midland, Texas. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited today to have another opportunity to share the Word of God with you. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Our God is so, so good and so, so big, and I pray that your life will continue to be blessed. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss a wide range of topics and to discuss what the Word of God has to say concerning those topics. God dropped something on my heart two years ago, and it was the phrase, same word, different methods. I love that phrase because it means to me that to go out and not be limited by surroundings and to talk the Word, to bring the Word to the masses, and to remember that our focus should be the Word because there's more that unites us than divides us. Amen. So again, thanks again for joining me. Sit back, relax, and join me in The Connect Room. This podcast is about a conversation I had with my oldest son, Dorian. Oh, man, I want to say it was probably two weeks ago, maybe, something like that. Uh, but we were all sitting in my office one day, and he had asked me a question. He goes, Dad, what was one of the ways that uh, your dad impacted your life that you could remember growing up? And the first thing that came to mind was how my dad faithfully and unselfishly served in his church. For as long as I can remember, my dad drove and helped in the bus ministry every Sunday. When I say every Sunday, I mean there was not a Sunday that I, that I do not remember him not serving. And really the other thing that struck out was just not the fact that he served every Sunday, but that he would show up at least 30 minutes earlier to sweep out the bus and to clean the seats in the windows, to make sure that every kid that was attending church that day had a nice clean bus to go to church in. And he just, he loved to do things with order and he loved to do things to excellence. And, and you know, it just showed, it just showed to me, man, that, that when you do something, do it right and do it to 100% obedience and to excellence. Man, you know, an FYI, church guys, he's still doing it today. Some 35 years later, he's not driving the bus anymore, but he's still serving faithfully and excellently in his church today, and it's such a blessing. Now, I'm not trying to say my dad is perfect in all his ways, but he really did do something and stayed faithful to something that has stuck with me over three and a half decades later. Now, you got to understand, if something were to stick out with you for three and a half decades later, you have to know that that person was was doing it faithfully, was doing it correctly, and was doing it all to honor God. And stuff like that sticks with you, and it shows you. And I truly believe that you know it's a reason I am the man I am today, and, and my work ethic today. Uh, it's just it's amazing that three and a half years later, it's the first thing that comes to mind that he showed me how to have integrity. That whatever you do, do and dedicate yourself to. You must do it to complete excellence and see see it all the way through. Don't quit in between. Don't quit because you're tired. Don't quit because, you know, you had a long work day. You know, my dad would work 60 to 70 hours a week in the oil field. His only day off was Sunday and would still get up 30 minutes early to make sure he was there to clean that bus. It's amazing. See, that if you can just, it's, it's, it's all about integrity, that if you can dedicate yourself to it, and, must, and, and do it complete excellence. And the best part was see it all the way through. And really, that's, that's a great definition that I'm going to spend the rest of my time today. I want to discuss with you what the Bible has to say and teach us on a godly man. 
but I can't think of a better six ways than how to define a godly man than to see it all the way through. Jesus did it, and we can do it too. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. See it all the way through. That, that's a great little little small or one definition of what a godly man is. Hello? During my, you know, just want to share with you, during my marriage class that I give to couples prior to them being married, I cover, I cover with the groom-to-be roles of the spiritual leader of the home. I touch on six areas that he must strive to be the very best at and live his life learning and growing in those areas. Uh, I just want to, I want to read them out to you because I think it's important, again, because we're talking about a godly man. Those areas are, one, to love your wife. Two, he's responsible to set the atmosphere of love in their homes. Third area is to have soft answers and to avoid angry words. Fourth, definition of a spiritual leader. It's important to define what a spiritual leader is. Fifth area is instruct him how to lead from the front, that you can effectively lead looking back at past hurts, past failures, or things your mom and dad didn't do. You can't lead from the front constantly looking over your shoulders at, at those past past mistakes or past pitfalls, if you could. Uh, the sixth thing I talked to him about is owning their kitchen table, that the king of the homes, the the godly man, the spiritual leader of their homes, their, you know, their throne room is that kitchen table. That's where godly men connect with their family. That's where godly men show their love, their compassion, patience, and kindness towards their family. And, and I challenge them, I challenge the grooms to be to own their kitchen table. Uh, because if they can own their kitchen table, then they're, they're owning it, whether they understand it or not or see it or not, they're owning their children and their, and their, and their family's future. Amen. Glory be to God. See, I bring all this up only to point out the fact that many young men today are not learning this from a young, young age or do not really have a clue about any areas that I point out to them from the Word. It's really part of an unfortunate cycle that our society is in today where kids are having kids and many of these young men are choosing to skip or completely remove Jesus from the equation and the decision-making process. And when they do that, it doesn't allow them, again, like I talked about the way, seeing it all the way through. When you take Jesus out of this equation or the decision-making process, you make it all about yourself. And when you make it all about yourself, then you're truly allowing yourself to be the only factor or the only thing that matters in the whole deal. And, and you truly can't see anything all the way through if you're truly making it all about yourself. See, and it makes it real hard for them to learn what a godly man is or even looks like. So I pray that after today's podcast, that Christian men will decide to do their part to break this cycle that is leading us down a path of, in my opinion, destruction of the family as we know it. Okay? Amen? See, in today's society that tells us to look out for number one, well, who's number one? Yourself. Today's society tells us that, to look out for yourself. If you want to be happy, it's up to you. If you want to make money, it's up to you. If you want to have a healthy body, it's up to you. I mean, that's what they're preaching, right? And a man of God, because of this, let me rewind a little bit, and because of that, a man of God is much needed. I'm so thankful for the example that my dad taught me. He chose, and whether or not he knew it or not, he showed me that living a life of integrity is much more than about yourself. One of the definitions of integrity is that he, the godly man, has an understanding of godly behavior, and he wants to live a life that pleases God. So in order to live a life that pleases God, you need to know who God is. 
And it's really pretty simple. God is love. Right? That's the that's who God is. And I challenge you to go read Ephesians 5, 2 in the message version. It, it really deep, gives you a deeper version of what God is and what he's about and who he's about. See, it finds out what I'm saying. Go back and read it. It's, again, it's Ephesians 5, 2 in the message version. A godly man should be about love and be about loving others more than himself. Right? That's just one aspect of it. I love how God shows us in John 3, 16, one of the famous Bible verses around, but it shows how true leadership is about loving others. It's more than about yourself. It's, it's about others, right? And, and it's about others succeeding and, and wanting others to get the very best out of life and for, for, for you to be an example for those others to succeed. Amen. John three sixteen, the Amplified Version says this, So for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in trust in, clings to, and relies on him shall not perish or come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. I am so thankful that my father God didn't run from that example. I'm so thankful that he just didn't throw up his hands and say, oh, I give up. I'm so thankful that he sent his one and only unique son to die for us so that we can have eternal, lasting life. Amen. Jesus, God knew it was about it was about others. He's about love, and he wanted to love others immensely. It's what he's all about. It's mostly what he does. See, and knowing that, right? So I'm going to ask you this. So who is actually number one, knowing that God is about love and he's all for people? It's God, and the godly man knows it. When we look out for God, here's the deal. He gives us a heart for giving. That's so good. See, it's not about yourself when you're looking out for God. When you understand God is love and you put God as number one, oh, it's anything but about yourself. He gives you a heart of giving. When we do God's work, we give to others. And God gives us a heart that soars when we do it. See, when your heart's soaring, when he gives you a heart for, for giving and we do God's work and it's about for others, see, it never feels like a burden. It's always a get to instead of a got to. And I'm afraid in today's society, you know, and, and with the lack of men of God in the homes and in society and Christians not stepping up and speaking up, I think it, I think young men today or even young adults and young and, and, and men today feel like it's a burden to, to be a godly man. And because they feel like it's a burden, they're, they're running for it. They're not seeing it all the way through. And, and I wanted to touch on today that godly men are needed badly, right? And godly men are needed badly to show real courage, right? To show real courage that it's not a burden, right? To show real courage that, man, it's okay to put God number one, that it's okay to have a heart for giving, that when we do God's work, it's okay to give to others, right? It's okay to have courage in that fact, right? Because let me tell you, there's, there's not enough godly men and there's not enough men in this world that are seeing it all the way through. Amen. And because we're not seeing it all the way through and because godly men aren't stepping up and speaking up, let me tell you, this, this cycle I talked about earlier of kids raising kids and just making it a cycle of destruction that's killing our family home and, and, and contributing to so many things that in today's society, man, godly men are needed badly. And courageous godly men are needed. Let me share with you some statistics with you. 
says according to the U.S. Census Bureau, 18.3 million, that's what I said, million children, that's one out of four, live without a biological father in the home. Let me go a step further. Without a biological or stepfather in the home. Right? 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists motivated with displaced anger come from fatherless homes. 71% of pregnant teenagers lack a father. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 85% of children who exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. Right, 90% of adolescent arsonists come from fatherless homes. 90%. 71% of high school dropout come from fatherless homes. <laughs> I got a couple more. It's just amazing. 75% of adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. 70% of juvenile Juveniles in the state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes. Men, godly men are needed desperately in our homes today. We can no longer just keep on keeping on because we're, it's leading down a path of destruction. It's not raining in this life that we're called to live, that God had sent his son to die on the cross for us to do. Godly men are desperately needed today. Godly men are desperately needed to be examples today. Godly men, godly men are desperately needed to show people how to see it all the way through. Godly men are needed to be courageous. We must show courage. That is an aspect of a godly man that needs to be a major part of our homes and society today. And good thing is, it's never too late. But the time is now. We must take our hats off and step up. Amen. See, Deuteronomy 31.6 tells us, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For thy Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. See, godly men knowing and seek God, knowing that God will never leave them, forsake them, that nothing will ever come up that's too big, too challenging, too, too much to make us want to abandon the situations or responsibilities, right, or our commitments. See, the word is telling us to take fact that he is with us and will not leave us or forsake us for anything and that we should not be alarmed, Right, that we should we should be able to, to put our nose down and see things through and to raise our families. There's a reason God put all this this responsibilities on godly men. It's a reason He, he gave this responsibility to, to men for us to lead in from the front, right? To lead with integrity, to lead with courage, right? And men, today's the time we need to step up. Those 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 statistics I shared with you are are just sad and unneeded and, and, and unwanted. And the time is now for godly men to step up and take, take our roles and our responsibilities and fulfill them. And just like my dad, see them all the way through. Amen. I read somewhere that all it takes for evil to conquer and to have its way is for good men to do nothing. Right? That time is now. See, the devil has had his way just by those statistics I've read with you. The time for men, good men to do nothing, that time is past. Not that there ever was a time. Men of God, courageous men, godly men, right? 
let, let's, let's, it's time for us to assume our post, roll up our sleeves, lead our homes, and be an example to those who need it. We can no longer turn the other cheek and say it's someone else's problem. I want to just, I want to drop this line for you, and I hope you write it down. Courage acts. It never just walks by. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, it's just been something passionate on me, and you know, the more and more I speak to young men when I'm giving them marriage classes, man, I'm just so thankful I'm doing, playing my part, and God has blessed me and put me in role to break that chain, to break that cycle, to break family curses, that what was happening no longer has to happen. It doesn't have to go on from generation to generation. Amen. We can break these curses. We can break these chains. All it takes is for us to be godly men. Hallelujah. Now, to close this podcast, I want to speak to all, all the young men ages 16 to 28, right? Or any young man that's listening. Live your life with integrity. That's my challenge to you. Live it with integrity, honesty, courage, and love for God that is unmatched. I want to drop this word of knowledge with you, and that is you can never lead by constantly looking back over your shoulder. And I kind of mentioned it earlier, but man, you don't have to lead looking back at past failures, pains, or hurts. You don't have to lead looking back saying, man, this is how my mom and dad did it. Or man, my mom and dad aren't together. So, you know, that's how it's just going to, it's going to follow me. No, no, no. Never lead looking back over your shoulder. Your future is forward. Amen. And when you're forward focused, your faith is fierce. That means you can go from challenge to challenge to blessing to blessing, knowing that God and having courageous knowing God is never going to leave you or forsake you. And it allows you to see it all the way through. You don't abandon your commitments. You don't, you don't leave your responsibilities. You pick them up and you see them through all the way through. Amen. I say that to you because you have the power to break generational curses, young men. You have the authority today to say, devil, get thee behind me. The days of you destroying my family and future are over. See, Jeremiah 29 11 tells you that God has thoughts and plans for you. Thoughts for your welfare, peace, and hope. So a new day and a new future can and will start with you. Know that God loves you just the way you are, right where you are. I speak and declare over you that you will be a godly man, a man that seeks God, a man that loves God, a man that loves others the way God loves you, a man that leads from the front with integrity, a man that has courage in the fact that God will never leave him and he is never alone. And because he is never alone, he will not run out or abandon his family or his commitments. A man that understands that to truly lead is to serve others. I believe and declare that chains are being broken in your life and your future is brighter today and that starting today you will learn and seek out what a godly man is. I'll leave you with this. A godly man is courageous, faithful, spiritual leader, respectful, honest, loving, and allows himself to be an avenue for his God to supply all his needs. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Man, I hope this hope this short podcast has just inspired you, and not only for young men, but for men today that are in their homes that haven't started, hadn't picked up the ball for leading their men spiritually, or not knowing what a godly man is. I challenge you today is get into a good Bible-based church home. Learn what a biblical godly man is. Learn what a spiritual leader of your home is. And once you learn it, man, you, you lead with integrity. You, you, you do everything to honor God and that you see it all the way through. 
Amen. It's important. The time is now. The statistics, I'm afraid, are only going to get worse if godly men don't step up. If godly men don't choose to take younger men under their wing and show them, train them, teach them up. Amen. Show them the ways to be a godly godly man and a spiritual leader of their home. Show them now so they don't have to, to go from, from issue to issue, but I'd rather go from blessing to blessing. Amen. Glory, glory. It's so important that we, we pick up the baton now, right? Faithful, spiritual leader, respectful, honest, loving, and allows himself to be an avenue for his God to supply all his needs. That's my desire as my as the godly man of my home, as a spiritual leader of my home, that I've impacted my daughter and my two sons, that one day they can they can look back and somebody will ask them when they're in their forties and fifties, man, what do you remember? How did your dad impact your life? And I pray that one of those words comes out of their mouth, that they use courageous, that hopefully faithful, spiritual leader, respectful, honest, loving, and allows himself an avenue for God to supply his need. I hope that one of those characteristics comes out of their mouth because I am choosing today and I've, choose, I've chosen to lead my life, to be the godly man that God has called me to be, to be the spiritual leader that the word says I am, and to lead my family and break in chains and break in generational curses. Amen. Because, you know, Kids are learning more today by what you show them than what you tell them. And I want to be a prime example of what a godly man looks like. I want my daughter to know that, man, this is what a godly man is and that she's not going to expect anything less than a godly man to lead her and her home. Glory be to God. Man, I pray this this, this podcast has, has touched your life. And, man, I pray that, you know, you, you'll seek God if, if you hadn't, been doing it the way you're supposed to be doing it it's not too late don't hang your head pick yourself up look up and and never give up right that's that's a godly man just seek him to it's never too late to start over glory be to god hallelujah let's pray father thank you for today thank you for this word that went forth i thank you for all the godly men that are out there father i thank you for allowing them to lead their homes that to lead with integrity to see all that they're doing and to see it all the way through lord that they have courage in the fact that you'll never leave them and you'll never forsake them that you're always with them father god lord and because of this courage that you've instilled in them and that they have in your faithfulness they'll never abandon their their commitments father god lord or their homes, or their families, Father. Generational curses are being broken today. I speak and declare it. Those those percentages and those statistics I give, Father God, Lord, they are on the way down, Father. Godly men are on their way up. I'm speaking it and declaring it now, Father, for all those that are, that are hearing me now, Father. Lord, thank you for our, your heart. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us, Father God, Lord. I thank you for all the godly men. I thank you for all the young godly men that are being trained up by their fathers and and those that are seeking your word, Father. Speak into their lives. Touch their hearts, Father. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We magnify you. Thank you for allowing us by first being the example of seeing it all the way through so that each and every one of us can lead with integrity and be, be devoted and committed to our commitments, our families, and our purpose, and that we see it all the way through. In Jesus' name we pray. I pray boldly and declare and ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
Well, hallelujah. Give God some praise. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, Lord. We love you and we praise you. Man, I hope you enjoyed this recent episode, and I will continue to pray that it moves in your life. Always remember, he loves you just the way you are, right where you are. And as always, we love you, and God loves you. I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to join our service this Sunday at 10 a.m. We're located at 1321 South Good Street. Man, if you don't have a church home, I invite you to please come check us out. It's come as you are, mask or no mask. You're welcomed at our at our live service uh, every Sunday, 10 a.m., 1321 South Good Street. Also, I want to take this opportunity to ask you to join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our Facebook live services. Again, 7 p.m. every Sunday on Facebook. I'm so looking forward to meeting you. Have a fantastic week. Be blessed. Love God loves you. Love others, right? Thanks again so much for joining me in The Connector Room.